What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uh Oh Podcast. This is the second episode with Marty and Nick. Oh my, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, bro. First of all, before we move on, um, I just want to apologize to all the listeners for the last podcast because I listened back to it and my grammar was really bad. Wow, did you have this whole pre-planned? disposition to tell everybody yes i actually had this (laughs) planned out before we even started before we even proceeded i see that so yeah and uh i want to apologize to you too nick because i cut you off so many fucking times bro i was like marty shut the fuck up it's part it's we're, we're learning right we're learning i'm sure i cut you off and i'm sure my grammar was horrible as well but we're learning yeah all part of the learning curve exactly you know it's gonna be fun when we're in episode 100 or so and then looking well it's not gonna be fun but we're gonna look back at this and cringe because we're gonna see how much we sucked that's if we get but to I mean, 100 we will <laughs> we will but it's i guess that's ho- the whole part of the learning curve right if you get to that if you look back and you don't see any progress then what have you been doing this whole time you plateaued exactly so hopefully by the hundredth episode we'll be able to speak properly yeah man i hope so so yeah what's going on with you man what's new with you oh so last week i don't know if you remember that i told you that i was gonna go to the toastmasters oh yeah what happened to that i went to the toastmasters (laughs) how'd it go it, <laughs> it was um it was interesting so i ended up going with two friends and we didn't really know what to expect we just walked in blinded uh it was inside of this church so we walked in and there was this meeting with everybody was at least 20 years older than us so mm-hmm. that already kind of raised the roof to a certain extent you know what i mean i, mean? I kind of expected that because i don't see any like 20 year old going to something like that yeah i i feel you there was one person that was our age he was the coolest one he offered to give us his seat he was giving us a whole bunch of uh indications and stuff like that so it's pretty interesting but as soon as we walked in everybody automatically looks at you so you already feel kind of out of place and uh we asked is this toastmasters obviously there's a big ass sign right behind her my dumb ass was so nervous i didn't even see the sign i was just making direct contact with her she's like yeah this is toastmasters walk in so we walk in and there was a guest speaker this man was an author or he is an author for about 60 different books he's a speaker he spoke on tedx before so you can only imagine the level of speech this man has he's impeccable with his words you know what i mean i had a talk right after him so i had to introduce myself i for some reason I did really well. And then my two other friends had to go. They were pretty nervous as well. One of them was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the other one <laughs> the, the other one uh, got up and spoke. But just the fact to be out there kind of, you know, pushes the limit. Yeah. It's definitely stepping out of your comfort zone. Oh yeah. They had this exercise which this lady steps in the middle of the circle and she pairs two words together and we have to get on top uh, in front of the crowd and talk about those two words for one minute basically give a speech where it's out of the blue you're kind of put on the spot so it's kind of like freestyling yeah yeah it's like improv improvisation so it was really dope 
because she she asks is one of our guests willing to do this nobody else none of my friends got up so i was like you know what i'll try so i tried i failed because the only thing i didn't surpass was the one minute mark i got to 57 seconds and i just i was like okay thank you guys but it was it was challenging i guess i don't know were you sweating like a pig up there i wasn't bro i was honestly the the whole thing that we're actors and this whole camera thing maybe not in the beginning but by now i feel like we developed this certain thing where you kind of thrive off this nervousness because we've worked with people that we look up to you know people that yeah. are now our peers but it's people that we draw inspiration from so we have to perform in front of these people a lot of times and there's a lot of times you just get thrown into a video for sure or even to do uh like a, a video for a client sometimes it's a client that's like super important you know mm-hmm. like a celebrity type and you have to like not fuck up exactly it's all on you you're the creator I feel like we developed that skill. Obviously, you know, we're not the greatest speakers of all time, but we're becoming better at it as well. Yep. And it's just a whole bunch of little tricks like everything, bro. So I thought it was pretty dope. Um, I look forward to going to the next meeting. Tight. When is that? June 11th, I believe. They meet twice a month. They have it in every city. So okay definitely want to go out there in um in la once i move out to la so i'm gonna definitely drag you along let's talk about that let's get into it so so you plan on moving to la eventually eventually within the next two to three months so how do you plan on making that happen exactly for those people that just listening out there well so there's this facebook group called gypsy housing I've been looking at that and there's obviously a couple of different websites like roommate.com and a whole bunch of other websites that you can look for places to live that have roommates and stuff like that. So in order for that to 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 make this tran- transition easy, I go use those websites and I go out to LA whenever I can, which is within the the first 3 weeks of the month and I go out stay either at your house or somebody else stay over at Gina's and with that <laughs> what happened <Are> dude? <laughs> MK Ultra you know, I try to keep going <laughs> but then I just lost focus <laughs> I was like what is he right, doing so for right people now that, for everybody that's listening right now we're on FaceTime at the same time <laughs> And so what's going on is the the call basically started reconnecting and I'm just freestyling, talking to nobody. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. I just saw you staring at the screen like with a blank look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. I kept going for a little minute, but I was like, fuck, like what? you started laughing. I was like, all right, whatever. All right, so like, what's the main reason why you want to move to LA? opportunity and opportunity cost what made you want to make the decision to like hey bro i'm a fucking move out here well you were there when i made that decision i it was in the summer of last year what happened exactly i went out there for three weeks and stayed at your house and things just started moving so quickly with 
working with different people and i just saw that hey this is the place that i need to be as far as i'm a creator you know i already have my my foot wet i'm not going in blindly because i already know people out there you live out there for for a little minute so it makes everything easier the whole transition you know what i mean yeah you don't also have to start from scratch either exactly that's you know i've been saving some money too obviously you know that's a that's a huge thing you can't just go in there with no money so i've been saving some money i'm gonna find a place i would love to get a place by myself but financially that's not the smart decision so i'm just gonna get a roommate and it is what it is so hey if y'all if y'all have a house out there hit me up slide in the dms I'm, I'm looking for a place to live speaking of which um i think i sent you this video before it was like a guy living from a tesla from his tesla x you did he he lives so comfortably i mean of course there's some like you know cons but right. it doesn't seem like it's all that bad living in a tesla because the way he had it set up like he had everything he had a little right, shower right. thing uh, uh, that he put in his trunk. Right. I don't know. If Obviously, it's uncomfortable if you think about it, you know, like living right. from your car. But well, Can you do that? If you had the money for a Tesla and you paid off your Tesla, would you do that? I would have as a, as a backup just in case, you know. So you see yourself buying and, pay and paying off a Tesla and then just becoming completely decentralized. No, what I would really want to do, though, is not even own an apartment, maybe one to like rent for people. But I would love to like just Airbnb every single month. Right. To a different place, completely different place. Like, right. Stay in fucking France for a month. Stay in Germany yeah. for another month. Stay in Toronto, wherever the fuck. Just that Airbnb for a whole month and always keep switching it up. But obviously, financially, I'm not there yet, so I can't really right, do right. that. Hey, but as long as you have those objectives set in place, you know, you're not going to get there if you never talk about it. Manifestation. Hey. Do you believe in that stuff? 100%. I manifest every night. What do you do? I just talk to myself and I talk to, you know, whoever you believe in a higher power. I believe in a God, so I kind of talk to God, but I don't ask God to do things for me because i don't believe that's the way god works you know he can help you be more open-minded maybe that's what you can ask god for to be willing to be more open-minded to certain things and not get angry you know when it comes to like emotions but when it comes to physical things i feel like those are just the end goals those are the the things that come from from being open-minded being willing to do this thing being a hard worker being dedicated what I've noticed, too, is that miracles usually happen when you're working. It doesn't oh, happen yeah. when you're just sitting down doing nothing. When you're doing your part, that's when opportunities and basically your luck goes up. For some reason, when I'm working on like when I'm working on a video, people always want to hit me up around that time. For some reason, I guess subconsciously they are, they know that I'm busy, so they want to kind of keep me busy in a way i don't know if that makes any sense but it's usually when i'm doing something when i'm not doing anything i don't get any calls any emails i think it's that energy bro like think of, yeah. have you ever thought about somebody and for some reason they hit you up yeah all the time same right 
that's not coincidence bro that's energy that you're putting out there you're like you think about this person and all of a sudden they just hit you up i believe it i think i talked to you uh about this before this guy named bruce Lip- lipton or something like that where he no, talks about the subconscious so mind versus the conscious mind he was basically I mean, explaining I- that for you to manifest anything into your life it has to be kind of programmed into you. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And that has to be in your subconscious mind. So if you, and and the way you develop that subconscious mind is from the age of, you know, one to seven, because that's right. when your mind is in theta mode. That's when you could like, you know, pre- go outside and pretend that a broom is a horse or, or whatever. Like you're right. in an imaginary state. Right. Pretty much a hypnosis state. Like kids sure. are basically hypnotized from the age of one to seven and that's when they soak in everything they don't really listen to what you say they look at what you do you know and that's how they soak up their information and obviously the things you you tell them it kind of sticks too because they're in that theta mode but if you were raised with a bad programming then it's going to be much harder for you because you have a bad programming but if you're raised with a good programming, it's going to it's going to things are going to come more naturally to you. And I've heard that the, the a way to to kind of change that programming is either through hypnosis or repetition. He was talking about how when he goes to sleep and I've seen multiple people talk about this, too, online. Uh, they, they say that when you go to sleep, you just listen to the programming you want, like positive affirmations or whatnot and reprogram your whole mind that's interesting that makes sense you sent me a video recently about vibrations and about different frequencies oh yeah about different frequencies i was learning that certain there are certain frequencies that makes you just feel more positive it just it's literally a thing to tap right into your subconscious i think and if you like fall asleep to one of these positive frequencies or what whatever then you just wake up in a better mood right and I've, have you been doing that yeah I've, I've done it for the last few days and it's been a very big help for sure <laughs> i don't know if it's a placebo thing again you know like because right, i'm always right. thinking about that but right. i don't know it just it seems like you wake up more peaceful because right. you're basically speaking directly to your subconscious it's funny because I've been doing the same thing. I've actually been sleeping every night to uh, different vibrations and frequencies. Yeah. And I feel like it's helped my mood as well. Things are in this world are so complex that we don't even understand it. For example, there's organic foods. But do you honestly think the organic foods can compare to the foods from 100 years ago as far as the nutrition? There's not even the same amount of nutrition. No, nah, they're all fabricated. They're not even natural anymore exactly so it's like yeah you could feed the world with gmos but is that really solving world hunger or is that malnourishing the do you think there's a lot of people in this world though no i believe we can thrive however but look think about it bro uh like back in the days if a disease came up it would like kill a lot of the population Right? right, but now we have medicine. Now we have uh, hospitals, so it makes us live longer. Is that really meant to be, or or are we supposed to die to kind of control the population? I think we can thrive with the amount of people that we have. 
but there's not that much resource that that's the thing we have the right technology to replace the resources that we currently have but it's expensive and it's not profitable for the people that are already in power like the oil companies they're going to lose out on billions and trillions of dollars yeah so why would they allow that to happen well at the same time i don't think they're giving us the right medicine either they're giving us things that are right. going to be addictive and also have a bunch of side effects which creates right. other problems which keeps you hooked to you know medicines i had a, i had a, a doctor friend explain to me medicine in a very simple way think of a car engine think of when you need oil for your car right you okay. grab the oil and you put the oil directly into where it needs to go medicine is kind of like grabbing that oil and dumping it everywhere around the engine sure it's going to get into where it needs to go but it's going to get in other places as well that it shouldn't be at that's going to cause damage for sure that you just sounds I mean? stupid exactly that's what we're doing to our bodies with this medicine yeah but there's so many dumb people out there bro i feel like there should be some type of population control and you know what i've noticed too <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to say but holy fuck bro there's some dumbasses out there that I, I just don't know how they're still alive honestly if it was back in the days where we actually had to survive and you know hunt and all that stuff they would probably be dead for sure yeah, do you think you would survive, though, if you had to hunt and do all that stuff? Yeah, I'm already interested in it. <laughs> For sure, bro. Yeah. You think so, bro? Yeah, to bro. I, I, I did, like, a survival camp when I was younger, um, back in, like, church days or whatever. We we had, like, the, the these things called Pathfinders where we would just go out in the woods and camp. And then one time, the whole theme was to, like, be a survivor. So we had no tents. We had to like sleep in sleeping bags. We had to like hunt for some stuff and like fish, you know, stuff like that, which was pretty interesting. And we um, obviously it wasn't like complete survival mode. We had like help with, you know, the teachers and stuff. And plus we were kids. But I've always enjoyed that type of scenarios. Right. Like a zombie apocalypse type of ordeal. Another thing about that, too, is you got to be ready to fight. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're holding up all your fucking silver coins or emergency food. Yeah, no, a hundred. You gotta be ready in case somebody comes at you, you know, and yep. want to steal your shit. For people that don't know, all the listeners out there, Marty is a savage. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't don't allow his small frame to fool you. Marty will find whatever's in sight and he will fuck you up. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Just letting people know so if the world does come you know to a zombie apocalypse i'm telling people not to fuck with you i think i know why you're saying that <laughs> <laughs> is it the brick story it's the brick story oh man. my god bro i feel so bad for that kid bro all right uh are you gonna let in let the listeners into what's going on here so here's what happened i was with my friend larry at the time and uh we're like it was in the middle of the night we were we were just coming back from a studio session and we come home 
and uh, his sister is basically sneaking, or someone is sneaking out of um, the room. So we see, like, we think, oh, shit, someone's robbing the house, you know, because they, they leave off the back door. So we fucking chase him down. We both, like, split off. He goes from the outside of the house, like, outside the fence, and I go straight in the uh, in the backyard. And somehow Larry found him first. So he just started, like, holding him and, like, kind of holding him, you know, like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing here? Uh, You know, just kind of, like, pressuring him to, like, know what the fuck is going on and i didn't know what the fuck was going on and i thought this dude was hurting larry and i was like oh fuck so i just literally looked around saw a fucking brick on the floor picked it up and just chugged it at him bro bro if i tell you how much this guy was leaking bro it would be concerning it was so bad so like this that guy was just drenching blood from his fucking head bro Bro, you threw a... Br- Imagine he ducked and it hit Larry. <laughs> I mean, Larry Larry wasn't really behind him. He was kind of more on the side. So, yeah, I could have definitely hit Larry for sure. But my aim was oh on his head, bro. I didn't God. care at the time. I just wanted to, like... Shit. In my mind, I was just defending territory. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about anything else, bro. I didn't care about his death. I didn't care about me going to jail. It was completely impulsive and emotional. That's crazy, right? You just blacked out at that moment in a sense. You just acted out of instinct. Yeah, I felt like a completely different person. I didn't feel like Marty at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm telling people, don't don't fuck with Marty. (laughs) This guy's a killer. So I did like a little story, you know, telling people to ask us anything. I got a lot of dumb questions, but I picked out some good ones. Okay, let's see. First one's from Edison. He asked, uh, what was the reason that made you guys start to make comedy? Uh, you, you first. You answer that. Well, we've always, since the beginning of YouTube or content creation in general we've always been interested in comedy because that's what kind of worked on YouTube. We were looking at like even before that. No. Yeah. This is like when I first, first, first started doing videos with Larry and, and, and Cliff, we were, we got into comedy at first. We were, we were looking up to, you know, the lonely Island that did like comedy music videos and stuff like that. We, we really wanted to do what they were doing. And then plus there's other YouTubers like, uh, what's his name? The Asian guy, Nika Higa. Oh, there yeah. was him. And there was Julian Smith. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a master at comedy sketches. My favorite sketch of all time is the one that him and his girl are yelling at each other until she finds his text messages and then she's saying oh it real God. calmly. That is fucking sketch. hilarious. I got to watch that again. Favorite sketch of all time. I love Malk. I didn't really like that sketch. It was honestly. so stupid. It was it was retarded as hell, but I love the fact that it was that stupid. Right. But just the quality in general. He was putting shit out kind of the same quality as like Key and P.O. and Dave Chappelle, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And a, definitely a different crowd for sure. And uh, I don't know, for those, those are the main three, three people that I strive to be. And we try to kind of, you know, do what they were doing right oh yeah 
What about you? What made you want to get into comedy? Honestly, man, I, I don't. I feel like I've always been this hyperactive. I thought you were gonna ball. say I've always been funny. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm funny. Maybe funny looking, but I've always been a hyperactive goofball. You know what I mean? I've always not wanted to like overdo and be the center of attention, but like with my friends, I always wanted to do crazy shit. As a little kid, from all the time that's why our ideas sometimes are like over the edge that's why it's good that we work together because i'm over the edge and you're grounded so we find that middle term you know what i mean yeah or else it gets too wild with you yeah so i don't know i've always loved comedy and my biggest inspiration since a little kid i used to watch this movie i think i've watched it over 100 times is ace ventura pet detective oh yeah you always talk about that movie I love Jim Carrey. That's one of my biggest inspirations. And he believes a lot into manifestation as well. Did you hear about that story with the $10 million check? Yeah. That was a crazy story. It was on Oprah. Oprah shows. Correct? Yeah, it was on Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. So he went on Oprah and he wrote a check to himself way before he was big. So he was still broke and he wrote a check to himself for acting service rendered for $10 million and right. he put it in his wallet that shit deteriorated and everything mm-hmm. and he wrote it for a certain year too and the year that it expired he got 10 million dollars for dumb and dumber that's uh that's a lot that's a lot of money for a first acting gig no well it wasn't yeah, a first he, acting gig it was that his was first, his first movie. movie gotcha gotcha yeah, gotcha yeah yeah he was an in living color so whoa yeah, yeah that was a, what a legend dude legend man and before that he was doing stand-up too true yeah that's another thing why i wanted to do this whole toastmasters is because eventually i want to venture off into stand-up comedy oh my god bro that's like my number one thing i want to do but it's it's so fearful bro oh Super my god fearful. so i have some friends that have been doing like open mics and some some events and i want to try it as well you know they they showed me their their bit it was pretty cool it's definitely good practice oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, imagine now we're in front of two, 3,000 people and that's going to be our first time getting on stage and we bomb. That's going to suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't want that. I'd rather bomb in front of 100 people, 50 people, 20 people, whatever the case may be, five people. <laughs> Another person asked, uh, what's your favorite series? My current favorite series, you already know this because I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm is a show called billions on showtime i am obsessed with that fucking show right now good show good show bro it's completely sophisticated dialogue that i strive to write one day honestly it's amazing the way they put the scenes together the way they write dialogue and just um speaking on a subject that i'm already interested in which is you know finance i love that world of right. talking about Oh, stocks going up. We got to short it. We got to do this. Just money in general. Wall Street money. Wall Street, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And also there's some, like some shady stuff that, you know, um, like the U.S. attorneys be doing. And, you know, right. people, people of power, people in the government that do also shady shit. And then you find out like some dark secrets about them and right. billionaires, they got to bribe people to get inside information for inside trading. It's so fucking cool. I love it. There's so many confrontations 
so many uh objectives that they want to have but also so many obstacles at the same time right amazing show dude yeah you you showed me episode one and two it is a pretty good show the only thing stopping me from watching it is that i think there's eight seasons eight seasons right? four dude oh four i'm thinking of uh just watch the first season you don't yeah, have to actually, watch the second season i thought i really thought it was eight four isn't that bad no it's not yeah, I, I caught up within that. a week, but that's because I was doing it back to back. Yeah, you were you weren't even sleeping. Just, it sounds like you're just watch one episode a night. Yeah, that's that's an hour of my day. That's not that doable. Maybe thirty minutes a day, half an episode. Whoa, damn, bro! You can't even watch an hour. So you can't even. You don't even watch movies then. I honestly, I haven't watched a movie in the past month, which is bad. Yeah, bro. I think you gotta, you know. Keep your ear in the streets, bruh. Oh, no, I'm lying. I watched Matrix like two weeks ago. You got to watch the new stuff. Yeah, but shit, legendary stuff too. Like right now, I kind of feel like rewatching Wolf of Wall Street because, you know, it's legendary director right there. Yeah. So what's your favorite series? Um, I can't pick out of the two, honestly, because I feel like, well, let me just say them both. Um, Ozark, which I know you've watched as Ozark well, and Mr. Robot. I love it. Yeah. Both of those shows are really good. I can't yeah. wait for the new season of Mr. Robot, which is going to be the I final know. season. And Ozark, too. And that's going to be a really good season. The set, I, I feel like both these last two seasons for each series have been kind of slow, but I think it's a great setup for this upcoming um, season. That happens in every show, though. There's always that one season that's kind of slow. Right. That puts things into place before it gets fucking chaotic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to have that patience, which I admire, bro, because, you know, to get people feel the emotions is hard. It's yeah. really hard. So I, oh, I yeah. give props to them. Yeah. But Mr. Robot, that's wow. The writing in that is it blows your mind. I love the fact that you can watch the whole first season and second season and then rewatch both of them and see completely new things because you learn something right at the end of each season that blows your mind. Hell yeah. This person named Sire asked, which one of your vine is your favorite? First of all, guys, let's correct that term. Who the fuck calls skits vines now? Uh, vine is dead. It's been dead for a couple of years now. So just say, hey, which skit or which sketch is your favorite? But I get what they're asking. So what is your favorite? Ah, that's a very. It doesn't difficult. have to be the most popular one. It could be the one no, that no, you for sure that you felt the most type of joy or, you know, had the most fun or you found the most funny. I have one in mind that came up right now. Go ahead. It was one I did with Larry. It was so fucking simple, bro. But and it, it didn't even do well at all either. But I love the whole concept where it's me on the toilet calling 911 because things are going right in my life for once right. you know like right. <laughs> i don't know for some reason that concept is just so funny to me of like who would actually call 911 because their life is going right oh yeah skeptical 911 caller on youtube yeah yeah i remember that skit i love that concept that was a pretty funny skit but usually the relationship ones are the ones that do the best. Yeah. So, I mean, the one that I did with Amanda, that's like my most popular video. Yeah, that, that was a good sketch. 
All right, what's your favorite current one? The one content that you have on your Instagram right now. That I have on my Instagram right now. Hmm. Your favorite post. The dick sketch. I totally forgot about those. Oh, people love that, bro. Yeah, that's definitely my... I totally forgot about that character. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Should definitely incorporate him more often. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the first one was better than the second one. Um, Oh, yeah. They were still they're still both good but what even made like the the whole experience so much more pleasurable was gabriel our dp and debbie the the actor as well they're both so like they're great people to work with they're amazing they're super sweet you know what i mean so it just makes the vibe that much better because i remember it was cold as hell and we had to pretend like it was warm yeah and it was sunny but it was hella cold super cold and i remember bro we got debbie we confirmed debbie at like two three in the morning yeah we got her last minute we finished the script at like 4 a.m and then we ended up shooting at like 8 a.m yeah we couldn't we couldn't pick a better person for that either because she did great i don't think other girls would have like been up to do all that yeah especially at the scene and we're at the end where i'm touching myself and it's wet down there and (laughs) <laughs> yeah and there's even a scene cut off honestly that i i think is hilarious oh yeah remember because i'm on the floor dead this is for people that this is the extended version yeah the extended version so after marty's caught basically jacking himself and there's come all over his um his pants debbie runs away so i'm on the ground after with a whole bunch of milk aka come around me and i look up and i'm like she just went from a 10 to a five <laughs> and i just lay back down <laughs> That's hilarious i had that in the original uh draft but then i was showing people around even adam adam is the one that really um gave me some advice on when to cut because right. i mean it, which made sense too you know because no, it definitely does we should have had the longer one for youtube though oh yeah this guy named ac is asking us where do you see yourself in two years from now in california my boy (laughs) doing what well i mean way sooner but you know two years from now i definitely see myself with a great apartment living way more comfortably now with no roommates (laughs) (laughs) and you know maybe be venturing off to large productions and you know getting our our situation's correct with a million followers on social media. Oh, yeah, bro. I just want to grow our audience enough so we don't have to really depend on anyone else. We can just do our thing and be able to make a living off of it. That'll be amazing. And two years from now, we'll also be almost on episode. We'll be a little bit over 100. So by then, hopefully, you know, we'll see how things have changed. Mm-hmm. This person named Najib is asking how old are you and where do you live i'm 28 currently living in la does he want like the specific address it's kind of creepy isn't it Uh, i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding uh i'm 26 and i'm living in south florida pompano beach right next to fort lauderdale but moving to la as well so i'll be there in three months hey big low remember him oh my dog shout out big low steven joe yeah big low is asking top three movies of all time that's such a hard question bro because i I can't even think of one 
it's so hard answering that for some reason because there's it so is. much good shit out there. It is. It is. I'm going to, off the top of the mind, off what I could think of, I'm going to say number one movie is Goodfellas, directed by Scorsese, legendary director. Oh, yeah. Number two movie is The Dark Knight, the one with the Joker mm. and Heath Ledger. And number three is going to be Wolf of Wall Street, also by Scorsese. Well, so you love yourself some Scorsese, huh? I do. I do. Even though Jim Carrey is my biggest inspiration, Leo and Scorsese, I just, I want to be making those gangster type movies and just, you know. Did you watch <sighs> his masterclass? I watched some of it. I watched some. He reminds me of like my grandfather, bro. Because he's Italian. Just some, he kind of looks like my grandfather. That's why. <laughs> kind of weird. Them thick eyebrows and like dark eyebrows and light white hair. But I watched some of it. I actually honestly got to rewatch some of it. That's what I got to watch instead of a movie. Some more Martin Scorsese. So I've noticed You're, you said no comedy movies. No comedy movies. No, no. No hmm. comedy movies. I see. I have my top three comedies, but that's different. I can think you, of man? two right now. Two that are like legendary in my eyes. First one um is uh i would i don't i can't i don't know if it's either super bad or stepbrothers but those two are definitely in the top three those are great comedies i love stepbrothers and i love super bad <laughs> another one that i would put in that list at the same time um which is not really a movie movie like it's not scripted like that but it's pretty much a, a movie which is borat Oh wow, that is a great movie, bro. Sasha Baron Cohen is a fucking legend. Great, great movie. I I'm impressed at how much he stays into character without breaking. It's insane to me. It's funny because I was actually recently. Oh wow, it's funny that you mention him because I recently got connected to his father. Get the fuck out. I swear, his father lives out here in Miami. No I way. Recently, yeah, I recently got connected to his father. So his father owns a website for, uh, it's like stock footage or something like that. So I'm, I'm working on something like that for him. That's but crazy. <laughs> when, when, when I was told like Sasha Barracone and I saw it, it was, it was my mother that got me this connection. And she was like, uh who who is she and i'm like sasha Conan. you don't know who that is borat he's like oh borat oh uh, i don't really know if i like that guy it, it's kind of like it's kind of like st st stupid comedy in a sense you know what i mean it's kind of like silly and i'm like you have no idea how much of a genius this man is fuck he graduated from cambridge university you know that nah but you could tell he's smart though Bro, he's a genius. This man is a genius. You should watch his interview on SAG after him. I did. You did? Yes. Bro, he's a genius. For sure, for sure. He was even did talking about he was even talking about like uh editing uh timing and stuff. I don't remember. How there was a scene in the Borat movie where he tested it out, but like the way it was cut wasn't really making people laugh, and then he just extended like two or three frames before and added like sound effects and shit and made everybody laugh just like small little details like that i don't think i remember that part yeah it was pretty interesting 
That's pretty interesting, though. But it's true, though. You know, sound effects go a long way to sell something. This person named Zako1029 is asking, what is your country origin? We're both from Brazil, guys. Brazil. Born and partially raised. And nice porra. Vamos lá, porra. Where, um, what, what age did you move to the U.S.? I came here when I was six from Santa Catarina, which is southern Brazil. Dope. And I came here what when I was you? eight from São from Paulo. Mm. But I lived in Mato Grosso. I was born in Mato Grosso. <laughs> that just sounds fucking Yo, <laughs> I know. Like, if you're American right now listening to that, like, Mato Grosso. It sounds like you're going to kill somebody. <laughs> I came from I Mato changed, Grosso. I even changed my tone of voice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, I'm just from Mato Grosso. <laughs> oh, my God, there's killers there. <laughs> um, This girl named I'm in K underscore three is asking, how do you cope with bad feelings? Oh, Marty, this is a question for you, man. Wow. To be honest, bro, to be very frankly honest, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this response, but weed marijuana makes you feel better bro <laughs> whenever i'm down and like uninspired and feeling kind of depressed bro weed always lifts me up for some odd fucking reason or does it put you to sleep it depends on what type of weed it is true but if it's obviously a sativa something that's an upper it makes me wired up bro it makes me want to do shit it makes me want to act right and for some reason when i'm it's it's very unlike drinking because drinking you kind of forget about it yeah but it's still there yeah but weed is it, it kind of makes you look at it from a different perspective yeah like you'll go outside and you'll be like wow what a beautiful day <laughs> have you ever been depressed though it doesn't seem i've never seen you like super down i was depressed once in my life when i was in the air force really yeah so how did you deal with it video games and fucking sheltering myself away from everybody else so you're pretty much saying distractions yeah what advice would you give for someone that wants to confront those bad feelings i mean at the end of the day it's when you when you get depressed i feel like you get you want to just be away from everybody and you want to be away from everything and by yourself and just focus on yourself. Just want to sleep all day. Yeah, although that sounds great, if you can force yourself to not be in that situation, it sounds easy. Sounds very easy. Like, oh, just get up and go. It's very Literally. difficult for somebody that has depression. Literally get up and go because another thing that does help me is taking walks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That clears up my mind so fucking good. Yo, you know what I realized yesterday and it blew my mind? You know, old Asian men, when you see them walk, what is the typical old Asian men walk? I don't know. Their hands behind their back and they're walking forward. Oh, I've noticed that. Yeah. Why is that? Right? I don't know. But yesterday I did it and I realized why. <laughs> yeah, you must look stupid bro i did it yesterday and i i was mind blown it keeps your back straight oh wow good to know i think i'm gonna try that today think about that though it forces your shoulders to roll back 
and keep your back straight. All right. So for that person that's asking that question, what you got to do is smoke a lot of weed, go outside and walk with your hands behind your back. So your back is straight. Well, one thing that I do, even besides just walking is just real exercise, real heavy lifting or just, bro, I've been, I've been exercising a lot more frequently within the past two to three weeks since I've been home from LA. Cause when I'm in LA, I never work out until I move out there. That's when I'm probably really going to start working out. True. But until then, it's it's very hard to live out there, not have a car, then rent a car, and then do this and that. Want to shoot skits? It becomes very difficult to work out at the same time. But I just feel happier, or just more energy. It's I don't even know how to explain it, but these things have all been scientifically proven with exercise. So that fights depression, undoubtedly. Facts. Um, this person named it's the one Roman as is asking, how do you guys make your videos? Like, how do you come up with the ideas for them? Oh, whoa, whoa. That one we're going to save for the next podcast because I have here a little something that I want to talk about, which is the sketch making process. Ooh. So that's going to that's, that's gonna be a long podcast and it'll be a whole podcast on its own. Okay, we'll save that question for the next episode then. Another person is asking, do you like football? What club do you support? American or world football? I guess they're talking about soccer. All right. Well, I mean, let's answer both. I am a New York Giants supporter. Yes, we have been suffering for the past couple years. But guess what? We beat the Patriots twice. Something no, nobody I don't has think been able to do. I don't think they're talking about American football. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer both. All right. Okay. I'm just letting them know I'm a Giants fan. Okay. Die hard. Sure. Even though not from New York, still a Giants fan. Um, and my second team, I would say, is Flamengo. Yes, I'm Brazilian, so it's a Flamengo. I guess Real Madrid. I also love Real Madrid. But um, yeah, what about you, Marty? I used to like Barcelona back in high school because I was in the soccer team. That's the only right. time I actually watched soccer on a regular basis. And I watched Barcelona because Ronaldo Jr. was playing, and he was right. my favorite player of all time. But right. that was literally the only time I've ever watched it. Like, I can care less about any sports right now for some reason. Like, I just don't yeah. give a fuck anymore. I mean, uh, I I love sports. I, I like sports because I also feel like that's actually, going back to the last question, depression question, sports, even though that's exercise, it kind of, it takes your mind away from things. When I play basketball, when I play soccer, my favorite sport is basketball. When I play basketball, I forget about everything except for the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that right there, just allowing you to concentrate on what is in the moment. You forget that you're rich. You forget that you're poor. You forget that if one of your parents just passed away or if your dog just died, you forget everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. They call it the flow state where you actually forget about time and you forget about your own existence too. Yeah, for sure. All you care about, the only thing you care about is getting that ball through that basket. Yeah. Winning the game. Only way I get into the flow state right now is editing. When like I'm on the fucking roll. When I'm that. in the zone. I completely forget about time. I completely forget about food. I I forget about going to the bathroom. Oh man. I'm just in you. the moment, dude. Just sitting in your own piss editing. Mm. 
I, they should make some shit like that where you don't have to get up. <laughs> no, nah, that's horrible. Nah, that is horrible. It's enabling. <laughs> it's your body saying, get the fuck up. Yeah, for real. You lazy bastard. All right. I think that's all the time we have for today, guys. Yes, it is. We're a good lengthy uh, podcast episode. <laughs> that's what she said. It took a little while for this shit to go on iTunes, but I guess on the second one, it's going to be a lot faster since it's already approved. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. What did you What did you think of the last podcast? Honestly, I thought we did better than I expected. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. Mm. I listened to it yesterday, actually, the whole thing, or the day before, actually. Yeah, I kind of hate it. Hey, man, I think there's a lot of room for progress, so. For sure. That's what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. We still got to get over this, uh, the seventh episode to really determine if we're going to continue with this or not. Oh, oh, we will. All right. Good faith. Novish. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have here. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at Marty. And my handle is at Nick. Yeah, guys. Hit us up. Hit us with some questions. Like our few posts. A comment on a few videos. Oh, by the way, um, I had I had a person tell me to go fuck yourself. Um, just thought I'd let you know real quick. Before oh, I've actually had a, pl- a bunch of questions about you too, like people telling me to smash your head up against the wall. Since you brought that up, I'll bring that <laughs> one up too. <laughs> I guess I'll keep my mouth shut next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week on the Uh Oh Podcast. <laughs> we still need a fucking intro and an outro music if you if you guys make music hey submit some stuff to us you know let us know hey i can make you a theme song for the uh-oh podcast ask yeah. aramis to do it which is our friend uh friend producer producer friend so he might be able to work on something oh yeah that's he did dog. something a, a couple years ago where he was saying uh-oh monkey but he was also saying the N-word at the end, which I don't think is appropriate, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's the best look. But hey, whatever, man. We'll, we'll get one eventually. For sure. All right, this is the fucking third time I'm saying bye. So goodbye. Please, Marty. Please. Jeez.